It's time to unite for children. Hello and welcome to Unite for Children, UNICEF USA's podcast. This is Justin Hemingway on the social media team. And we are recording on the heels of the UN Climate Summit. There's been so much this week on the topic of climate change and building a more sustainable world for children. And if you have been near the UN, you may have seen that there is an unusual structure on UN grounds. There is a schoolhouse, or at least a small portion of a schoolhouse, constructed of plastic bricks. And if you're wondering what that is about, our two guests today are here to tell us about it. So today I have Oscar Mendez and Christina Gomez, both co-founders of Conceptos Plasticos. Welcome. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to have you. Hi, Christina. Hi. Thank you for your invitation. Absolutely. And so I will say this is not the first time our listeners have heard about you. We had Sophie Chevenal on the podcast back in May, and she had sort of hinted a little bit about what the plastic school buildings were all about. But I was wondering if you could start by telling us how have people been reacting to the schoolhouses? Are people enthusiastic here in New York? Of course, yes. We are very glad to see the reaction of people because they just came to us and asked, what is this about? And when we start to talk about this is a completely innovative construction system made of recycled plastic, the reaction is great. And also the furniture that we have in the installation is recycled plastic. And it is good to see the expressions in the face of people. But... When we explain that we have a huge social impact, it's not just a product, it's about empowering women to in, in the collection, in the supply chain, that they can start their own business about recycling, that we can help them in this supply chain to feed our processing, our factory, is great. And then when we explain that the final product is going with the partnership with UNICEF to build classrooms, it's nice to see how people get involved and, and say, how can I be part of this project? It's, it's nice to see it. That's great. And it certainly catches the eye, that's for sure. Where did the idea originally come from, this idea of transforming plastic waste into plastic bricks? Nosotros comenzamos... Um well, we started with a kind of plastic called PVC. What we were doing was transforming this plastic for the big industries, and one day we began thinking about what to do next, what we could do beyond that to impact people, to impact communities, and what products we could make because we already had a company that generated economic resources. But we were lacking something. We had passion for the environment and for helping people, but it didn't show in what we were doing. Then we began to think. Oscar is very interested in the environment, in the conservation of the environment, and I am very interested in generating something for the people, for the people who really need it. We had many conversations. We sat down to look at what products we could make, what else we could do, where else we could work to help the environment and communities. We focused on thinking through several projects. Finally, we said, okay, great. 
Let's start making homes for vulnerable communities to be able to give them an opportunity to improve their quality of life. We also wanted to involve the recyclers because it is recycled plastic. So we said, no, just making plastic houses is not enough. And it is also important to involve the recycling chain. And if it doesn't exist where we go, it's important to help the communities start one. And with all that in mind, what led you to Cote d'Ivoire specifically? Because I know there's been a number of schoolhouses built there. What made that country an ideal starting place? Why Cote d'Ivoire? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a funny story. We have some videos get viral. At this time, Abu Bakr Campo was the rep in UNICEF Cote d'Ivoire. He saw the video and he, he sent us an email. This email never get an answer because we got thousands of, of emails. But he didn't give up and he contacted UNICEF Colombia. So UNICEF Colombia contacted us to have a meeting to explain the project. When we explained, they said, okay, it's not just brick factory. So they give our contacts to Abu. Then we invite UNICEF Cote d'Ivoire to Colombia to see the projects that we have done and our factory. At the end of this visit, they told us, we need you in Cote d'Ivoire. will be great if you can go there and see what is happening with the plastic and where the children are studying. So we traveled there and we decided to have an impact there. So it's not just send bricks from Colombia. What we want is to help to finish plastic problems locally and do the transformation locally and then with these products have another kind of impact. And the project has evolved a lot since then. How many school buildings have been constructed in Cote d'Ivoire? At the moment, 28 that we sent from Colombia, but the idea is stop it and wait for the factory in Cote d'Ivoire and start to build with made Cote d'Ivoire bricks. Mm -hmm. And when will that start to happen? Has the factory been completed? Yes, uh, we are finishing the construction now. I think in one month and a half we will have running the, the factory, we hope so. And we have been working the last six months to get it. Wow. And what are your hopes for scaling up the program in the country? We see Ivory Coast like a pilot. We will stay there to be sure that the project will be a success. And we hope to spread in another countries in Africa. We already have interest from UNICEF, private sector, and too much people that want to get or want to help with the factory locally in other places. And this is what we want. We don't want a big factory exporting bricks. We want to have impact locally with people and with the final product. And then just in terms of after this plastic has been gathered, what is the process like for actually transforming it into the bricks? We've seen a couple in our office and they're super sturdy. What goes into actually crafting those? Well, there are different types of processes. Initially, in Cote d'Ivoire, we are going to collect plastics that are dirty and are contaminated. So we have to wash them, clean them, and allow them to go through several processes. There are also pre-processes like, let's say, reducing the size of the plastic and grinding the plastic. Our idea is that we're going to start in Cote d'Ivoire with these processes. 
Ultimately, what we want in the short term is a preliminary stage before we begin working on transforming plastics, making sure these processes are in the hands of women, not only women, but also of young people who, let's say, see an opportunity to work and participate in this economy. Then, finally, what we want is for them to have, for example, plastic compression machines, to wash the plastic and to have machines to grind the plastic, And once they can do all of this, they give us the final product. With this, what we want is to improve their income. We'll increase it because they're not only going to collect plastic, but they're going to do a pre-process for plastic, and they're going to enter a micro-enterprise economy with the objective of improving their working environment. And when we have all these plastics ready, we just do a mix because, you know, every kind of plastic is different and give different properties to the final product. So we control the mix, then we melt, and we put in the molds to get the products. It's, it's very easy. <laughs> I mean, you certainly make it sound easy. I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it. But I think one of the things that has certainly attracted our audience to the story and really speaks to people is just this idea of, like you said, transforming communities, really providing opportunities. Christina, can you tell us a little bit about what, even in these early stages, in terms of addressing some of the plastic waste and providing opportunities to some of the women who are involved locally who are collecting plastic, what has that meant to them and what has that meant for the community? Well, Basically, we go to the communities and apply a methodology to learn their culture, to see how they work, and to be able to get them involved within the chain to collect recycled plastics. Basically, in November of this year, we'll finish the factory in Côte d'Ivoire, and within this group of women, we will generate a working economy where they will be able to improve their quality of life, where they will be able to improve their daily income. Let's say that the plan we have is to start with approximately 200 women and finish in a year with 900 women. Then, finally, what we want is to continue impacting these communities to not only improve their quality of life, but also their husbands and their children. The idea is that they all learn about recycling and that they understand that they are also contributing their own impact on the world. Actually, the environment and everything that is going on around the world is quite sad, and we want to show that the work they are going to do is very important to the planet. Now, with the women we have spoken to and with the women we have approached, they are very happy that we can go there and teach them to recycle, teach them which types of plastic they can collect. Above all, they are very happy because they are going to increase their daily income and they understand that the work they do is very important to the planet. That does sound like it would be really empowering. I did understand the, the last part. I think the fact that it's helping to address all of these issues simultaneously is really remarkable. I know we're just incredibly excited to see the the program grow and we're definitely going to keep sharing your story and the the story of conceptos plasticos certainly over the next several months several years is there anything else that you want our listeners to take away you know they're hopefully feeling inspired empowered to help 
create a more sustainable world themselves. Is there anything that you'd like them to take away? Yes, I think that if you have an idea, just work hard. I think we are an example that if you want to do something, just go and work for it. It's not easy, but if you try and try and try and again, you, you will get it. We never thought before that we can change the world, but with the perfect partner like you, we think that we can do it. So we are very happy, we're very glad, because I think together we can change the world. So there you have it. So I would, again, want to thank Oscar and Christina. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to join us. Oh, well, I'm sure this has been a very busy week, but <laughs> we appreciate it. And then for those of you listening at home, if you have ideas on creating a more sustainable planet, hopefully you're feeling inspired to put those in place. You can sign up for UNICEF Unite. That's unicefunite.org and register to become a volunteer and start helping kids. So We'll be back soon with another episode. Thank you. Thank you.